Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. And thanks for joining us today, February 27th, on No Greater Delight, our podcast on Marian feasts and Marian meditations. So today we have a special celebration. We recall Our Lady of Lights. I'm told that it's near Lisbon, Portugal, in Palermo, Italy, in the 18th century. But also we have, uh, it says here, in Mexico, in, uh, in the Cathedral of León formerly known as the Jesuit Church. So, what is this devotion, Our Lady of Lights? Well, we're told that in the early 18th century, a Jesuit, Father John Genovesi, lived in Palermo, Italy, right? Now, from the beginning of his career as a missionary, he placed the souls over which he would have charge under the protection of the Blessed Mother, right? Deciding to take with him to each of his missions an image of Our Lady, Now, as a very pious man, uh, he said he didn't know which image of Our Lady to use, so he consulted a pious visionary and said, okay, ask Mary which image she wants. So one day, as this lady knelt in prayer, she beheld approaching her the Queen of Heaven, surrounded by pomp, majesty, glory, surpassing anything else she had ever beheld in any of her visions. A torrent of light was shed from the body of the Virgin that was so clear that in comparison to it, even the sun seemed dark. Yet, As the visionary recalled, these rays were not painful to sight, but rather seemed directed to the heart, where they instantly penetrated and filled with sweetness. So in this vision, a group of seraph, or seraphim, hovering in the air, were suspended over their empress and held a triple crown. Her body was clothed in a flowing robe, whiter than the snow and brighter than the sun. A belt inlaid with precious stones encircled Mary's beautiful form, and from her graceful shoulders hung a mantle of azure hue. Right, There were countless angels that surrounded them. She radiated clemency and love. Upon her left arm, she carried her infant son, whose divine features glowed with affability and love. Our Lady told this pious woman that she wished to be represented, as she was now, under the title of Most Holy Mother of Light. Repeating those words three times, Most Holy Mother of Light. Right? The Jesuits hired labor, or the Jesuit hired laborers to begin the work of making the picture, right? But neither the pious lady nor the priest were able to direct it, right? And so, unfortunately, after it was completed, it didn't answer Our Lady's orders. Like, it didn't f- correspond with it, right? So, Our Lady directed the woman to look at the image and seeing the mistake. She again betook herself to prayer and asked Mary to help, right? And then, at this time, Mary provided guidance, right? And so, pleased by the finished work, Mary appeared over it and blessed it with the sign of the cross. So we are told now that this wonderful treasure is now in, it says, in the city of Mexico, in the Cathedral of León. I think it means maybe in the country of Mexico, uh, which was formerly known as the Jesuit Church. The back of the image bears the authenticity and four signatures, including that of Father Genovesi, the one who had it commissioned, right? The painting was transferred from Palermo, Sicily in 1702 and placed on the altar in León in 1732, right? Uh, yeah, so when it says early 18th century, it means really it must have been very early in the 18th century. The people of Leon have an uh, innate devotion and tenderness towards the Mother of God. In 1849, they promised before the picture to make Our Lady of Light the patroness of Leon, and this promise was confirmed by Pope Pius IX, and Pope Leo XIII crowned the image of light in 1902. So that is the story of Our Lady of Lights that we celebrate today, February 27th. So we'll continue today with our Marian meditations taken from the Angelus messages of Pope St. John Paul II. Just a reminder that this is from the book compiled by Father David Brown entitled 
Marian Reflections, The Angelus Messages of Pope John Paul II. Today's Angelus was taken from November 13th, 1983, and it's entitled, At Prayer with Mary, the Mother of Jesus. And this is what the Pope has to say. The Church is, above all, a praying community. The people of God have been, have been liberated to celebrate the worship of the Lord. The whole life of the redeemed must be an act of worship, a liturgy of praise, a sacrifice pleasing to God. The transformation of our life and of the world into a sacrifice of praise is not our work, but the Lord's. Uniting ourselves with Christ the priest, with his sacrifice and his prayer, we, along with the whole universe, become an offering to the Lord. Believers are essentially a liturgical community. In church, in homes, in life, they exercise the priestly office. The Acts of the Apostles, in presenting the basic outlines of the early church, stress the importance that prayer has in it. They devoted themselves to the Apostles' instruction and the communal life, to the breaking of the bread and the prayers. They went to the temple area together every day, while in their homes they broke bread praising God. It's from Acts 1.14. And again, they devoted themselves to constant prayer with Mary, the mother of Jesus. That's from Acts one verse 14. In the community of believers at prayer, Mary is present, not only at the beginnings of the faith, but in every time. She appears as such in the visit to the mother of the precursor, when she pours out her soul in expressions glorifying God and expressions of humility, faith, and hope. This prayer is the Magnificat, Mary's prayer par excellence, This song of the Messianic times, in which there mingles the joy of the ancient and the new Israel. Mary appears as the virgin in prayer at Cana, the virgin in prayer in the upper room. We have here the prayerful presence of Mary in the early church, and in the church throughout all ages. For, having been assumed into heaven, she has not abandoned her mission of intercession and salvation. The title Virgin in Prayer also fits the church, which day by day presents to the Father the needs of her children, praises the Lord unceasingly, and intercedes for the salvation of the world.